Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is our eighth day of Podmas, where we're putting out an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Hope you're enjoying listening to my voice every single day. Today we have Netflix 276 film from 2020. It's the Mexican comedy drama drama called Dad Wanted or Se Busca Papa. It's directed by Javier Colinas and stars Juan Pablo Medina, Ella Veldon, and Silvia Navarro. I'm Jesse. I'm your host for today. As always, if uh, this is a film that you are keen on checking out and want to watch it before you listen to me spoil it, give us a pause and come back later on because we're going to break into this film as most of the time with international films. This is probably going to be a pretty short episode. Don't have an awful lot to say, but we do like to talk about our fast flicks to start the show off where we talk about or discuss what the film's about in a short little time. So for me, my fast flicks is this is about a girl who needs an adult to sign her up for a biking contest, but her mum won't do it. Her dad is dead, so she uses an out-of-work actor who's an Uber driver to do it. <laughs> this sounds If this sounds ridiculous, uh, you're on board with me because that's, that's how I'm feeling about this film. Interesting sort of film. Uh, as with most international films, it's very hard to find anything about this film. All I can say is this was filmed in and around Mexico. Uh, it was released on Netflix on the 11th of September, 2020. In Portuguese, it's called Looking for a Father. In French, it's called Casting for a Father. And in Chinese, it's called Father is Recruiting. Obviously, it all ties in with the idea of what I said in the fast flicks, but we're going to have to break into it because there's nothing else to say about this film. What are the critics and audiences saying about it? Rotten Tomatoes doesn't have a percentage. It's only got three reviews, all rotten, so not looking positive so far. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes has less than 50 ratings. It sits on 41%, so not very good. IMDb, it's got about 1,200 ratings. sits at a 5.8 out of 10, so a little bit more positive than Rotten Tomatoes. Letterboxd, uh, a little bit more on the negative side. sits at a 2.7 out of 5 on a bit over 1,000 ratings, so... The overall picture is not a lot of people have watched this film or a lot of people haven't actually logged that they've seen this film. So what are my early thoughts? What do I think about this film? Uh, I've probably led to this a little bit, but I just couldn't get around how weird and creepy this film is. You've got an older man literally befriending a kid behind her mum's back, taking her out and about. It's just super gross. And while the whole sentiment of two people filling the shoes for each other it's a nice little thing. This is just gross. It's done in such a weird way. Um, yeah, this is not going to be a very positive discussion. So we talk about the characters in the film. So with this one, we've got Blanca. Blanca is our main little tweeny type of girl. Uh, she doesn't get along with or communicate with her mother. She's got issues about her father dying in an accident. She, Blanca, she loves riding BMXs, but her mum doesn't want her to because her dad died in an accident and she's worried about Blanca, blah, 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 sort of thing. She's a bratty kid. She acts out at school. She's rude to their housekeeper or their maid. Her friend Laura, she seems like a snob too. She's got a rival who's a boy. His name's Fabi. He rides bikes too. Just not a very nice kid really. And I, I can understand that you're trying to come across with this kid that's super sad because she's lost the dad and, and the mum's really mean. But uh, it's just a weird setup that then we meet this um, Alberto or Beto who is this alcoholic actor. He's out of work. He's grieving the loss of his own daughter and he rides like this Uber-like thing to make money. 
but he seems pretty depressed and you know he's got a manager called Sergio who he owes money to but he's trying to get him more acting work but he's not ready to go back to acting because he blames the death of his daughter on working too much and acting too much and you know he's got no money so he's got eviction notices on his door all those types of things and it's just you know a situation where you've got a young girl who doesn't have a dad and a dad who's lost his daughter well let's put them together even though it's kind of weird how they set them up um and and we'll talk about Blanca's mum I guess too she's always busy at work and she works as a movie producer so the, the little segments that we do see with her are sort of like trying to be humorous about the movie industry I guess but that, that, that's about all that I can say for the characters um the director Javier Colinas he's got 17 directing credits all in Spanish though so never heard of him before let's talk about the scenes what are some scenes that stood out what are some things that I didn't like I had to work hard <laughs> I had to work really hard to find something that I liked so um Blanca and her friend Laura they set up like this interview to hire a dad for her and they do it under the the guise that you know it's a movie and the girls um you know are using this voice decoder and they reference that you know their voice sounds weird because they've got rabies <laughs> that was the one laugh I had other than that everything's pretty negative and I, I, I'm sorry but I've got to talk about them so we've got Beto and Sergio so um you know they're trying to get him some work as an actor and they, they're on the river and they do this gondola sort of hopping to to get um Beto's CV to Blanca's mum it was just lame Blanca and Laura doing that casting call to find their dad I mentioned there was one thing with the voice decoder that that worked for me but most of it was really lame especially there was like this Star Wars reading about you are my father sort of thing I get that they're trying to tie in with the theme of needing a dad but come on not good um the director of the film, so the mum, Blanca's mum's a movie producer, but the director of the film was just a complete and utter asshole the whole time of this film. I just thought all the scenes were him were ordinary. Um, <laughs> the mum, Blanca's mum, is at work, and one of the her assistants gives her like this little toy BMX bike to play with while contemplating her daughter. Just laugh out loud when we saw that. I think the the street performance. So Beto is trying to raise some money so she can buy a bike. And they go to this street performance where Beto involves Blanca. It was just super lame and she was super uncomfortable. It just made it even more uncomfortable that you've got this young girl with this random old dude. <laughs> Beto arrives on set uh, towards the end of the film after you know it's been revealed that he's hanging out with, with Blanca. And he arrives on set to talk to Blanca's mum. And he literally, you know, they like kick him out and he just says, um, my daughter died. And they all just, they just let, let him stay because he said that. I just thought that was not good. Um, Blanca's mum's trying to sort things out with her and there's this song that plays about not being afraid and being strong and, and then Mary the maid tells the mum to sort of approach it in another way as a parent like weird um, the mum then goes to Beto to get help with Blanca <laughs> and the line to Beto is she hasn't hugged anyone like she's hugged you just like super gross in this whole situation and then the mum hugs um, Beto as well Oh man, um, they do this fairy tale, fairy tale sort of story retelling of Blanca's life to get her out of bed for a race. That was lame. And then finally, the BMX race. You know, we're going to have it at the end. We've got this race at the end. They rock up late. The mum strangles someone to pretty much get Blanca into the race. And then the announcer's just over the top and, and rubbish. So just not very good. I get the themes, the ideas that this, the messages that this film's trying to say. You've got that idea of overcoming grief. You know, the idea of overcoming losses and, and sometimes you can't fill the void of missing someone. I get that. 
it's done at times nicely. Um, and there's that idea, I guess, that we see through Blanca. Even though she's not a very nice kid, she's determined. She, she follows her dreams. She does what she wants to do. But on the other hand, there's that idea too. You need to be respectful to your parents. But then I've got to say the other side too, that you need, you know, Blanca's mum. She's got to, as a parent, not push her kid away or be too over the top. So there's that balance that you've got to try and work for as well, um, which I'm not really sure. Maybe that's just me giving this film too much credit. Um, what I take away from this film? I found this really interesting. In Australia, we, we have a rating system. It's, it's a little bit different to the rest of the world, but this film was given an M rating, so not restricted for anything, but M, um, and, and it was classified M for coarse language, mature themes, and violence. And I sat at the end and I was like, I can't work out why. And I, I did a bit of a deep dive online, and there's a reference somewhere that the F word is used once um, in this film. I don't remember it, I don't remember it happening. Um, and I don't, you know, even know why that word needed to be used. This this is a PG. This is a family film. So putting an M rating on it is is highly restricting the audience. I think that this should definitely be a PG type of film. Uh, questions, ponderings. What am I take? What when I think about this film? I think, um, you know, Beto. <laughs> He always, he has, you know, he's obviously grieving the loss of his daughter, and he always goes into her room to sort of think about her, and he pulls out this mobile phone out of her drawer to watch videos of her. My questions are, why does he never put this phone on charge? <laughs> How does it never run out of batteries? And why doesn't he just transfer that video onto his own phone? I, I just found that whole situation that we go back to in this film multiple times a little bit um, a little bit out there. So that's my one pondering from this film. Um, I'm ready to wrap this up. We give the film a rating out of five. I mean, while this has sweet sentiments, the whole setup, I just couldn't get past it. It's just gross. It's not done properly. That there's not one part of me that could be like, oh yeah, I'll recommend this for for people to watch because it's just uh, it's just it's just awkward. So I'm giving it a one and a half out of five. Not very positive from me. We've got socials. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and X, which is formerly known as Twitter. We're at Flix Forum on all of those. I'm going to put a question out for today's episode, which is, uh, did you ever play Punch Buggy as a kid? They play Punch Buggy in this film. So uh, a Volkswagen Beetle referred to as a buggy car. So, you know, you sit in the backseat of a car with your siblings, and if you pass one, you, you punch them in the arm if you see one. 100% played that as a kid. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's just, maybe that, that's not... Uh, known or, or played around the world but uh definitely connected with that one there we're back tomorrow tomorrow we've got another 2020 film it's uh, a southern gothic psychological crime thriller Whew. it's called the devil all the time this one's directed by antonio campos and has a big cast it stars tom holland bill skarsgård riley keogh jason clark sebastian stan Haley bennett eliza scanlon mia wazowska and robert pattinson Get on board for that one tomorrow. Thanks for hanging around for this one. Um, if you've listened, it means you've watched it, and I do apologize, but <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow.